You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. Greetings, everyone. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 52. I want to take a moment to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And if you're not already a subscriber, go ahead and do it now, please. I'd greatly appreciate it. So, this is the Liam Photography Podcast, episode 52, the one-year anniversary of the show. And this show is for January 2nd, 2020. Now, if you remember, in the last episode, episode 51, I talked about some possible contests that were going to be happening in 2020. And with this being the one-year anniversary of the show, I've decided we're going to go ahead and have the first giveaway for 2020 as part of the one-year anniversary show. Now, this contest is going to run for 30 days, so it starts today, January 2nd, and it will run through February 2nd, and then the winner of this contest will be chosen on February 3rd, 2020. So, if you remember a couple of episodes ago, uh, I talked about getting a couple of the Edelkrone uh, 3D tripod heads. It's a pan and tilt head, flex head for your tripod that you can actually 3D print for yourself. Now you can go to Edelkrone's website and if you remember I talked about them also back in I think it was like episode 24 in uh, June of 2019. And um, so anyways I went on their website. I bought a couple of the CNC parts kits for the tripod head that they offer that you can build yourself. Now, this is a flex tilt tripod head that you can buy directly from Edelchrome for $150. Or you can go to their website and you can buy the flex tilt head kit, the CNC parts kit, for $29. And you can download the file to print all the plastic components and print those yourself on your 3D printer if you have one. Now, you could print it in plastic or you could print it in carbon fiber to make it even more durable and rugged. Um, But I went ahead and ordered a couple of these kits and I printed out one of the heads already and assembled it. And it does work really great. And if you remember, I mentioned I had a similar tripod head that I bought from some other company on Amazon a couple of years ago um, that does basically the same thing. But that head is all metal and it's extremely heavy. Now, the thing I like about the Edelkrone one is... The metal components are all aluminum, and then, of course, you print the 3D, the printed components in, in PLA or ABS plastic, so that's fairly lightweight. So the whole thing is super lightweight when you get done, and it is a great tripod head. I've played around with the first one that I printed quite a bit. I'm pleased with it. Uh, it works quite well. So what I'm going to do for this first giveaway for 2020 is I'm going to give one lucky listener their choice, because there's three items that Edelkrone sells that are pre 3D printable kits. There is the flex tilt head that I've already done. You can get a skater 3D, which is kind of like a little dolly for your camera. 
uh, like if you like to shoot video. Um, and then there's also the Pocket Shot 3D. Now, the Pocket Shot 3D is really cool because you could actually use this thing in a number of different ways. You can use it as a handle for carrying your camera while you're shooting video. Um, you can, it's got a piece that you could like hook to your belt loop on your pants or the, the edge of your pants. And then you can lean the rest of it up against your chest and kind of use it as a stabilizer for when you're shooting video. Um, you can use the pocket shot in numerous different ways. And you can see all of this by going to Edelkrone's website. And I'm going to share a link in the show notes for this episode. that will take you directly to the three products I'm talking about so that you can check them out for yourself. Now, like I said, this contest is going to run for 30 days from January 2nd to February 2nd, and then the winner will be chosen on February 3rd, and they will be notified via the Facebook group or by email, and I'll find out which of the three items they want as their prize. I will get the kit, or actually maybe I'll order one of each ahead of time and have them standing by here, and I'll go ahead and print the parts. Well... I don't know if I'm going to print the parts out ahead of time or not, because I may decide to offer the lucky winner not only their choice of any one of the three items, but I may offer an option of three or four different colors as well, because I have my own 3D printer here. So I can print the parts out and, you know, I can say, you know, hey, do you want it in red or do you want it in green or do you want it black and black, you know, black on black or, or white or you know, I'll offer a few different color options. I haven't decided yet how many, but I will offer that. So the lucky winner will get to pick one of these three items as their prize. And they'll have their choice of three or four colors to choose from. And I will print and assemble the prize and ship it out to you priority mail. All right. So keep listening. I'll give you more details about how the contest and how you enter and all of that stuff in a post in the Facebook group uh, that'll go along with this episode. But it's probably going to be fairly similar to the software giveaway I had in 2019, where I gave away a, co a licensed copy of Luminar 3 photo editing software, where you can just show that you're a subscriber to the show, take a screenshot, post it to the official Facebook thread for the contest. And Maybe uh, we'll, we're going to add a little extra item. So you'll you'll post a screenshot showing that you're a subscriber of the show. And then you'll ask why you should be the, why you should win. What you would do with the item, which item you would pick and what you would use it for. All right. So we'll do it that way. Okay. Now, I don't want to drag on too long about this contest, but I wanted to Thank all of my listeners again for subscribing this past year and also wish you all a happy new year. I hope you had a safe and enjoyable new year. I hope you didn't get too drunk <laughs> and sick and hung over the next day because that's never any fun. Always drink in moderation, folks. Drink for do what they call social drinking, not drinking to get blackout drunk because that's never good. Okay, the rest of what I want to talk about in this week's episode is Canon working on a hybrid camera. So there's been some rumors circulating the internet and some of the photography community sites for a little while now, and some of the rumor sites that Canon may be preparing to release a hybrid camera. Now, what I mean by that is you all know that Canon makes DSLRs, and now they've gotten into the mirrorless game with the EOS R and the RP. 
And there's rumors that this year in 2020, they're going to release an EOS. I think it's A for astrophotography and possibly an EOS RS. That's my prediction on the RS. That's what I'm calling it. And I'm calling it that because I believe it's going to be the mirrorless full-frame replacement for the 5DS and 5DSR, which Canon announced in 2019. They were not going to do they were not going to continue that particular line. They weren't going to make a Mark II of either one of those bodies because they want to go mirrorless in that direction. So I, I believe they're going to release not only the EOS A or RA and the EOS RS in 2020, but there's also rumors that Canon may be prepping to release a hybrid camera. Okay, so getting back to my thoughts on this, now, when Canon created the EOS R, they came out with a new mount called the RF mount. And Nikon did the same thing. When they created their Z bodies, they created a new Z mount. Now, the difference between the two companies is Nikon's Z mount is radically different from their older F mount system. And they changed it quite a bit. The diameter is bigger. The flange distance is shorter. There's more contacts in different places and so on and so forth. Now, Canon, the one thing that puzzled me when the, the EOS R came out and the RF mount, and this was something I kind of complained about to myself, is I was like, why did Canon come out with a new mount when the new mount is the same diameter as their old mount? The EF mount and the RF mount are the same diameter. The difference is the number of contacts and the flange distance. So, of course, the flange distance on the RF lenses is shorter to make, the, make it so the lenses are closer to the sensor because there's no mirror in the way and all of that stuff. And then there's, uh, I'm trying to remember, 12 contacts instead of 8, which 8 was the number of contacts in the EF lenses. But the contacts are in the same area of the lens. And now we're hearing these rumors about Canon making a hybrid camera. And I, it got me to thinking, I'm like, okay, well, the RF mount is the same diameter. The contacts, there's more of them, but they're in the same location. And the flange distance is shorter. So Canon, now that these rumors are circulating about them doing a hybrid camera, it all makes sense. So what I mean by a hybrid camera Canon has plenty of professionals out there, working pros, that are still using their DSLRs. That's why they're still making them. And a lot of these pros, if you talk to them, they're like, well, I'm not going to switch to mirrorless. Why fix something if it's not broken? My DSLRs do everything I need. I've got ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in glass invested in the EF mount. I'm not going to switch. So Canon was cunning with their design when they went to the RF mount system. And like I said, the reason being is the RF mount is the same diameter as the EF. The contacts are in the same place, even though there's four more of them, they're still in the same area of the lens. And other than that, the flange distance is shorter. Now, why did Canon do this? Purposely, they did this so they could do a hybrid camera. And what I mean by hybrid camera is the rumors are circulating that possibly in 2020 or maybe 2021, Canon is going to release a new body that can act as both a DSLR and a mirrorless camera in one system. Now, you're probably thinking I'm crazy when I say that, but Tony Northrup even did an episode about this a few weeks ago where he talked about it. 
And his thoughts were, and I agree with him, that Canon is going to do a hybrid camera that's going to be, it's going to be as thick as a DSLR form factor, because you know the DSLRs are a little bit thicker than the EOS R bodies are because of the fact that you got the mirror assembly and all that. So Canon could make a DSLR style body where they actually put the sensor on rails, on small electronic rails, and they could make a single mount on the front of this body that would take both the EF and the RF glass. Now think about that for a moment. Like I said, when Canon made the RF mount, the only thing they really changed was the flange distance and adding four extra contacts. And though more than likely, those four extra contacts probably all have to do with the control ring because all of Canon's RF lenses have that control ring functionality built in. That's probably what the four extra contacts are for. But they didn't change the position of the contacts. They're in the same area of the lens they are on the EF lenses. So Canon can easily make a DSLR style body, in other words, a, a thicker body like a DSLR, but have it a hybrid, half DSLR and half mirrorless. The camera body would take both lens types because the bayonet is fairly similar in design. It's the same diameter, slightly different locking mechanism, but they could easily work that into a universal mount on the front of this hybrid body. And then as Tony speculated, and I agree with him, this is something I'd already been thinking about even before he did his episode on it, was they're probably going to put the sensor on some sort of miniature rail system so that when you attach an EF lens, the sensor's all the way back, so it has the proper distance from the EF glass, and you will use the viewfinder as an optical viewfinder, whether or not it'll have in-body stabilization, nobody knows yet. It could possibly, but you would be able to use it as a DSLR with the EF glass. And then if you attach one of the RF lenses, the body's going to know that immediately. And it's going to flip the mirror down out of the way. The sensor is going to slide closer to the lens on this little miniature rail system. And then as Tony speculated, possibly an EVF would flip up to the bottom part, the pentaprism area of the optical viewfinder and turn it into an electronic viewfinder where you would be able to see your exposure as you make your adjustments, just like you can on any mirrorless camera. So there you would have a single Canon body that could be two cameras in one. With an EF lens mounted, it would act as a DSLR with an optical viewfinder. And with an RF lens mounted on it, it would switch basically to mirrorless mode where the sensor would move closer to the lens. The mirror would be flipped down and locked out of the way as long as an RF lens is attached to it. And a small LCD panel would, or L, yeah, um, EVF panel would flip up to the bottom of the pentaprism area so that when you look in the optical viewfinder, it's now an electronic viewfinder. So that's intriguing. And like I said, the rumors have been circulating pretty heavily for the last couple of months that that's what Canon has up their sleeve. That in order to get more of those pros, they're going to release a hybrid DSLR mirrorless body 
that can function as two cameras in one. Now, that's going to be really fantastic if they do that. And that's going to help them get more of those working pros into their new ecosystem, the RF ecosystem. Now, these pros, like I said, they're not going to want to sell off their $20,000, $30,000 in glass just yet. But if they can get a new camera body that's a hybrid that'll work as a DSLR with the EF glass and a mirrorless with the RF glass, now they're going to be more inclined to upgrade to this new hybrid body because then they know they're going to future-proof themselves. So they can continue using that expensive EF glass they've already got and they can also slowly start buying the RF glass to replace their EF glass. So it's a very clever idea and design that Canon is probably actually working on. Now, will this hybrid body release in 2020 or will it not release until 2021? We don't know yet because Canon's not officially talking about this hybrid body at this time. And the last thing I want to talk about in this week's episode, this is actually left over from the tail end of 2019, LensRentals.com's 2019 Most Popular Rentals. So at the tail end of 2019, as is tradition with Lens Rentals, they published their annual statistics on photography and videography rentals. The top 10 most popular rentals are the Canon 24-70 f2.8 L Mark II, the Canon 5D Mark IV, the Canon 70-200 f2.8 LIS Mark II, the Sony Alpha A7 III, the Canon 70-200 f2.8 LIS Mark III, the DJI Ronin S 3-axis gimbal stabilizer, the Canon 35mm f1.4 L Mark II, the Sony FE 70-200 f2.8 GM OSS, the Sony FE 24-70 f2.8 GM, and number 10 is the Canon 50mm f1.2 L. Now it does not say if the 50mm 1.2L was the EF or the RF version. I'm assuming it's probably the EF. Now, the EOS R full-frame mirrorless cameras are still renting at twice as often as the Nikon Z cameras, according to Lens Rentals. And unlike last year, the split this year between uh, this past year between mirrorless and DSLR is pretty even at 49.78% mirrorless versus 50.22% for DSLRs showing great gains for the mirrorless side, partly due to the increased exposure of the RF and Z-mount systems. Now, the most popular new products of 2019 were the GoPro Hero 7 Black, which I have two of, the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 4K Micro Four Thirds, the Sennheiser EW112P G4 Wireless Omni Lavalier Mic System, the Sony FE24 F1.4 GM, the Sony Alpha A6400, the Nikon Z6, the Atomos Ninja 5 5-inch 4K HDMI recorder, the DJI Osmo Pocket Gimbal, the SanDisk UHS-1 Micro SD, 
DXC 64 gigabyte Extreme Pro U3A2. And number 10, the Teradek Bolt 500 XT 3G SDI HDMI wireless kit. The top Canon most popular new products was the Canon RF 28-70 F2L, ranking in at number 11. Now, what I find curious was the camera market share numbers between this year and last year. Last year, Canon had a 41.68% camera body market share, almost all EF mount. 0.65% was the RF mount, while this year they had a 36.3 EF mount and a 4.91% RF mount, making it a total of 41.21 market share. So a slight decrease uh, from year to year, from year for year, the last two years, from year to year, from 2018 to 2019, um, for the company overall. Essentially, the losses in the DSLR segment have been compensated for by the new full-frame mirrorless lineup. And both the RF and the Z mounts for Canon and Nikon, respectively, had have enjoyed the most gains year on year from 2018 to 2019. So that's great news for both companies. And there you have the most popular items that were rented from LensRentals.com. And as I said, they put out this list at the tail end of each year. So you can always check it out at their website. I can share a link to this article in the show notes for this episode so that you can check it out for yourself. Okay, again, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We'll make this a little bit of a shorter episode now. And one of my near future episodes, I will be conducting an interview with a young woman named Lakeisha Hughes, who is a BTS or behind the scenes cinematographer. Now, what that means is she actually goes on set. She gets hired to go on set for movies or TV shows and record behind-the-scenes video. And I've asked her to be a guest on my show, and she has agreed. We just have to work out the um, details as far as what week we're going to do the episode and how much time she'll have to to uh, be interviewed. And I'll, I'll come up with a series of questions for her and send them to her ahead of time so that she can have her thoughts ready when we're actually recording the episode. So that's going to be an exciting episode, and I'm probably also going to see if I can get John Harvell back for a second appearance on the show, and I'm also working on getting the wonderfully talented Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography and Photo Taco podcast to come on my show as a sports photography guest. And like I've said before, I don't care how much he says that he's a hobbyist. He's an extremely talented photographer. He's every bit good enough to be pro full-time. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode 52 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And also ask you to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. As I mentioned before, it is a private group, but you can request to join. You have to answer one security question, which is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam, or you can put Liam Douglas. Either one will work. And once you're in, you are free to upload five of your own original photos every 24 hours. You can either spread them out throughout the day, or you can do all five at once and have Facebook create the little slideshow for you. Uh, please do not share other photographers' work. That will get you banned from the group. Please only share your own original work. 
If you would like to have your work critiqued when you upload your photos, just comment in the post and say CC please, and myself or one of the other professional photographers will be happy to give you some positive feedback and tips on how you can up your game. All right, I will see you again in another seven days with episode 53.